are our Christmas traditions more Christian or secular in origin? And does it matter? We discuss the history of Christmas traditions on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, and a, a rising voice actor. And with me, as always, is my cantankerously Christmassy co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and connoisseur of Christmas films, which you will hear more about later. Yes, you will. You will make sure of it. And, of course, today we have a very special returning guest and friend of the show. He is a film producer and talent manager here in New York City who started Beloved Entertainment and Talent. In addition to his roles in the entertainment industry, he is the senior resident expert in history, church, history, and theology for the overthinkers, which is a totally real role that I just made up. He is <laughs> the luminous, the loquacious, the lion-hearted, Louis Givino. Lou, welcome back to the podcast. Wow, wow. I, that's quite a, I didn't realize I had this job. What does it pay? Nothing. Exactly. Not that heaven in the not the bigger prize in heaven. <laughs> no, so convenient. <laughs> so convenient. We try. Uh, well, before we before we start, I do want to say one thing. It's fun to have both of you here because you're both involved. This is a Christmas episode. And as you alluded to earlier, Joseph, uh, you are a rising voiceover star. And you, that just so happens to be in your voice talent, just so happened to be featured in a movie that Lou produced, I directed, and you play a voice part in Miracle on Highway 34. This is a shameless plug for my new Christmas movie, <laughs> Miracle on Highway 34, of which everyone here is involved. So listeners, if you want a good family-friendly, feel-good Christmas movie, Please check that out on iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you rent or download movies. Okay, now we you can know, continue. I, I'm the producer on that movie, too, and I wasn't going to say it because I have more class. But <laughs> he already <laughs> said no. it. So December 1st. It's December 1st. Yeah, December no. 1st. Very excited. You can purchase it, rent it, wherever you do such Purchase it. And all of... Yeah, and you'll get and you'll get to either see, hear, or watch all of our talents come together and a coalescing on the on the screen. So please, okay. Well, you guys know watching Christmas movies is a big Christmas tradition, and that's what we're talking about today. Seamless transition. Uh, <laughs> today we are talking about Christmas traditions. Christmas is a holiday that pretty much dominates America and other parts of the world during the winter months. Both religious and non-religious people enjoy participating in the traditions of the season, whether it's gift giving, tree decorating, or Christmas caroling. A Gallup poll found that in 2019, 93% of Americans celebrated Christmas. However, since this is both an intensely religious and intensely secular holiday, the traditions are not without controversy. Many secular Christmas celebrators point out that many Christmas traditions, such as the Yule Log, were being used to celebrate during the winter months around the world before Christianity was even a thing, and argue that when Christians gained power in society, they simply appropriated the holidays that were already in place to cement power. Christians simply respond by pointing out that while celebrating something in the wintertime is pretty universal, the object of celebration varies, and that Christianity had a bigger hand in shaping modern 
missed traditions that we love than people give it credit for. Lou, how much of the traditions yeah. celebrate at Christmas originally started out as pagan versus Christian traditions? And does that matter for how we celebrate them? No, it doesn't. And it never <laughs> should. And that's the stupidest argument I've ever heard in the world. That, and it, it's a polemical argument because it's used by the Puritans, mostly against the English, who were also Protestants, but also to attack the Catholic Church, that, you know, especially the Catholic Church, and that would have been the argument of the Puritans, obviously, against the, the Anglicans, that it was too pagan. So, um, I mean, you know, going to the bathroom is pagan, too, but Christians do it. You know, uh, you know, wearing a coat is pagan, but Christians do that, too. So, uh, Chesterton, I, you know, Chesterton is the Christmas guy, basically. Um, uh, he has mentioned this and he said, you know, we, we walk on our, pagans walked on their legs. They also danced. He said, you know, you, we, that could also, we could dance and have fun at Christmas. It may be something that started by the pagans. But actually, if you go into it, there's actually a, um, um, a more of a, a, more of a deeper point that could be to all this. But if you go into it, it isn't clear where most of these traditions come from, which is actually pretty amazing. So, um, I mean, Christmas itself, let's start there. Where do you want to start? The date itself. Sounds good? Well, see, Sounds that's actually gonna, that was actually going to be one of my questions because as, I, I don't know if anyone else grew up hearing this, but a lot of times I heard, I grew up hearing that Jesus was most likely born in the summer and we just, we made it uh, during the winter because that's kind of how tradition led it. And obviously there are the arguments that uh, we co-opted it uh, a day from the pagans so as to, as Joseph uh, alluded to, gain more power. So I'm interested, why did we choose the Christmas date of December 25th for Christmas? Again, it's not exactly clear. It ended up being celebrated on December 25th, but it was originally celebrated on January 6th. Hmm. So, huh. which is now the epiphany, but that was the first celebration. Because, I mean, originally in the history of the church, it was a little scrappy, you were running away from the lions, there weren't that many feasts. Then as the church developed, like the Delma Doctrine, you know, we have a year. Things can get spread out. You can, uh, you can meditate on the mysteries of Christ and, and life through the year. So um, January 6th would have been the birth of Jesus, the Epiphany, which is the arrival of the Magi, and of course, um, and his baptism, the marriage of Cana, all of his manifestations would be there. Then it got separated out. By the fourth century, 336 is the first mention of the feast of Jesus's birth on December 25th. It's not in a calendar, but that doesn't mean it wasn't celebrated before. So the charge has been that was the feast in Rome of the Sol Invictus, the unconquered son that was put in by uh, Elagabalus, I think, just just maybe like 20 years before. Um, huh. sun, sun worship was an Eastern thing. The West never did that stuff. A lot of this stuff comes from the East always has the weird things. Um, and so they said that was to conquer that because soul is sun, sun is sun. Okay. Although the, although the, uh, uh, that uh, again, there's an, uh, an, there's an instance where there's ignorance because sun and sun in English, but it's filius and soul in Latin. So they're not cognates. They don't mm. have the same sounds. However, Apollo was seen as the sun god and Christ was, was um, referenced as Apollo, as you can see in the catacombs. So there, there is still a connection. But there's theories that it's the pagans that put the feast on that day to counter the Christians. 
because it was they knew that they celebrated Jesus's birth, and they tended to do that because in Jerusalem, in Bethlehem, um, after uh, uh, the Second Jewish War, they actually built temples on top of Christian sites. They purposely did that, so um, it, it, go, it went both ways. Hmm. The other thing is, and I think that this is actually the real thing, is that also this is this is another part of it is nobody mentions it. No Christian writer, homily ever mentions Sol Invictus. Hmm. You think if it was an evangelical tool that they would have <laughs> they would have mentioned that they were kind of co-opting it because Augustine talks about some things here and there. They don't mention it. So hmm. it, it wasn't even in their brains. My theory, so when which is did, a theory oh, go ahead. is that the first feast of anything was March 25th. March 25th was seen as the day Jesus died, so the date of the crucifixion. So Easter would be the 27th. That, in fact, Easter, uh, uh, Good Friday was celebrated on that day for a long time in the East. That caught on, and the idea was that that's the day he died. So if that was the day he died, the idea in Jewish tradition and then in early Christian tradition was that a prophet lived a full number of days hmm. so you were born you were or in this case or conceived and died the exact same day hmm. so he it, the 25th became the day he was conceived so it would be the annunciation interesting so what's oh. nine months from march 25th december 25th Okay, so that would be so because it's it because the epiphany being January 6th, it's not exactly clear why it then shifted to the 25th of December. So even the East moved in that direction. So by the fourth century, they were celebrating Christmas on the 25th, the arrival of the Magi on the 6th. Now, look, it also does meld in with uh, winter customs that were held around and these things, but this is, I've this heard is this. how the world is yeah. supposed to work. This was the work of the church for almost 2000 years. You didn't go in. We tend to think that how the conquistadors took over Mexico is the way you evangelize, which is you just wipe them out. They didn't do that. You turn the temples into churches. So the Pantheon in Rome is a church. The Colosseum in Rome is technically a church. It was consecrated as a church. So you turn wow. temples into churches. So a lot of these elements kind of move in, but because they're human, they're human. And so Christian it, talks so about this a lot. The church kind of, it, it, as opposed to going, going in and overtaking, killing everyone and saying, now this is what it is, that the church would actually, in an effort to, uh, I, maybe this is the wrong word, but to redeem some of these things, would go in and redeem them and make them... Um, religious or good or faithful they take these pagan things that had that were tied to whether human sacrifice or evil things going on or orgies or or uh whatever it might be and they'll say we're going to take this day and rather than just conquering we're going to turn it into something good in the same way you talk about the coliseum you know in a way but that's usually what you hear they baptized the pagan customs the church baptized the king because i don't personally i don't personally see it that way because if there was something they didn't, there, there were things that you mentioned orgies, they said, this is no good, sure. all right? So in fact, a lot of things grew up around Christmas that have lasted through the centuries where bishops would complain, you're, you're, you're getting too pagan. The, the, you see it in, in, in many ways. Now, most of that was around New Year's too. Uh, Peter Chrysologus was the Archbishop of Ravenna. He, he said, you cannot jest, you cannot um, 
you cannot uh, 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 be with Christ if you jest with the devil. So he said, you can't be doing all of these pagan things and still be a good Christian. They would talk about it all the time. Bishops would warn people, "You do this stuff is too pagan. So they would point out that stuff. I think that my personally think they, they lived, they just lived. They followed Christ and these things grew up. I don't think they said, let me now turn that temple into a, uh, into a church. It organically grew out of these things. They, so they were who they were. And they pointed out the pagan stuff they didn't like. So this is another thing, Saturnalia. That the Saturnalia, the Roman holiday of Saturnalia, uh, and you mentioned the Yule log. The, in, in the Northern countries, uh, they had the Yule log and all that stuff. You know, all of that stuff with the Yule and all that and, and the winter things was in the North of Europe. The South didn't really have a winter. Mm. So you cannot say that the church they do this with Halloween too. You cannot say that the Pope in Rome said, I'm going to take over that Celtic festival. <laughs> it was 3000 miles away. They didn't even know it was, they didn't, it, it was just a little chilly in Rome. Okay. So <laughs> they didn't have the South and especially in the East and Greece and, and, the, they, and especially in the Mediterranean world, it didn't get cold. So Christmas wasn't around a cold time. And that's the thing for that, the time of Jesus's birth, they could be shepherds outside in December in Israel. <laughs> Okay, so th there's nothing that it's it's a mild climate. Have you lived in California? Okay, <laughs> so a lot of these things are based on a lot of an, a, kind of a Western centric way of looking at things uh, that isn't realizing these other things. So even no. when you have even when there's things like Saturnalia, a lot of the gift giving comes from that. But it was New Year's that you gave gifts. Um, yeah, that holiday was in December. And they say, oh, they took over it. But there's a pagan holiday every month. So you could take any Christian feast and think, oh, they took over this pagan holiday. Okay, and another thing, with that, none of the writers, the fathers, mention it. They don't even, they don't even talk yeah. about it. So, okay. <laughs> so this is interesting. So, uh, I'm sorry, Nathan, did you look like you were going to want to uh, say something? I'll let you go first. Well, it's interesting to think about what, you know, all right. Hold on. So, hold on. You're getting silent. Are we cutting this out? <laughs> hold on. Nathan. Nathan. Gift giving that you said. Or totally hold on. Day. Nathan. You, you cut out. So it's just you started speaking, you cut out. So start that again. Oh, okay. Um, it's interesting to think about um, how in our Western world, we kind of imagine that we've solidified all these traditions and they've been this way forever, when in reality, it sounds like a lot of these have evolved into what we know them as today. Like you were talking about the gift giving in January and a whole different holiday. And then you have these big, different pagan holidays and these different feasts. And it sounds like they kind of coalesce as people change, as beliefs change into what we now know today as um, a tradition or Christmas or a holiday. It sounds like a lot of these things kind of influence each other and come together as opposed to just this is how they always were. And that's what I'm also interested too is how did we arrive at the Christmas season that we have today? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the entire, the, the religious season. I'm talking about how did we arrive to this season, the 25th and everything around it and being what it is in the modern world right. from what it was. Right. But in that's fact, most of these... Well, I was going to say that's that's sort of where I was uh, where I was going to go with the two is that you know Christmas looks in a very particular way today. So it's 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 the particular traditions we have and the emphasis emphases that it has around 
gift giving and family and and also like, you know, uh, religious services and things like that. It's got a very particular flavor. Also, you know, shopping and things like that. So it's what, you know, look, look at some of the traditions that we have and the way that Christmas looks sort of today. If you could sort of unpack how some of those have developed uh, over time to how we how we but, did. Well, what's, what's funny is you talk about these traditions through the centuries. In reality, the modern Christmas, which is American, by the way, the modern Christmas is really only about 100 years old. Mm, yeah. Not even. Yes, that's not what I was even. looking up and finding. So uh, which is really, many of the, and because I, you have a lot, a lot of the accusations that it was pagan, but a lot of times the custom just grew up and then they assigned something pagan to it. Mistletoe mm. is like that. No idea why mistletoe, they started to kiss under mistletoe in, in, this, in, in Victorian England. It, it has a, uh, it, the Druids used it and all that. There's nothing has to do with kissing. It just became a thing. Think about the customs that in our own lives and things we've seen in our own lifetimes that have become customs. You, you know, uh, very quickly, they, like you say, they, they become, become customs. customs. It's, it's yes. something that becomes, it's a, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. Now, we were talking about um, Christmas trees before yeah. we put it up the week yes, before Christmas. Yes, that's on the list. I want to know about Christmas but, but Christmas. But look at this, here's a cut. We put it up the week before Christmas. My parents are still that way. It's too early. December 8th, it's too early. I once put my tree up December 7th and I was embarrassed. No one comes, <laughs> but I'm embarrassed because it was so early. We were a day we, after Thanksgiving, people. A yeah, day after we, Thanksgiving, we put our tree up. Same, but yeah. we have the, it's Advent in the, in the Catholic Church, so that, right. that's strong. How, look, in the old days, it was Christmas Eve. Any of the old movies, they're putting the tree up Christmas Eve. So yes, you can I remember see that and thinking that's how, so weird. Right, but you could see, because you celebrate that day, you Halloween, you have Veterans Day, and then it's over, you know? So uh, um, many of these things within the past 70 years have changed to right. where now, you, the way you decorate, the way, all of that jazz, but there is a link to something that does go but back. But like you said, Look at America, and like you said, the how we understand Christmas today with all the carols and the and I'm talking the you know the secular carols and Santa Claus. Obviously, that has religious roots, but even how we understand it today and the reindeer and this and that that is something that has come that have, has evolved over the past 100, 200 years, really in the U.S. And if you want to know how traditions get made, just look in the in the, in the U.S. or America in the past 100 years and see that yeah. traditions evolve and become things through the years, and they get solidified through this kind of evolutionary process of tradition and understanding and culture and people. Even like I was saying, we always put up our tree after um, Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving. That is now a tradition in my family and it has been. And so a tradition was made. These things are made by people moving through the ages. And uh, it's interesting to, to think about traditions so, in an evolutionary sense. So I think one of the big traditions that we see now, uh, out of all the main ones as we see a couple and it's both the gift giving and that goes hand in hand with Santa Claus who I think most of us know is Saint Nicholas but I feel like very few of us know how we got to this iteration of Santa Claus with the 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 sleigh and the reindeer what you see in elf what you see in movies like the Santa Claus and but I, I'm interested in where what is this figure based on where did it come from and why the gift giving and where does this all tie in with um kind of history what how does our modern interpretation or iterations of what we see as far as uh, the traditions of Santa Claus and gift giving, how does that tie in with, uh, what, what is the root of those traditions? The root? I mean, yes, where does it come from? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Santa Claus is basically American at this point. Uh, and so 
it, the it's connected to the gift giving, but gift gifts were given at New Year's. So the Romans did that, and then that became the tradition everywhere. But in in the it was connected to um, in the East also on January sixth, which would be the when the wise men came. Makes sense. They gave the gifts. Okay, you know, yeah. so again, they, you they put uh, meaning onto things kind of later. Catholics are very good at this. So, you know, <laughs> give, we, give, we give gifts at Christmas because it's God's gift to us of Jesus. Yeah, okay, all right, sounds good. You know, but that's not where it came from. It was connected to New Year's because New Year's is when you gave gifts. And all the way up until the 19th century, is that's how you did it. Although in the beginning, you got the gift. So Christmas was the time for the employer to give the gift to the employee. So it was completely reversed. Oh. Where you, and in fact, there would be riots and there were, you know, like the Lord would give a huge feast and he'd have all his, his vassals there. So, you know, where he would pay, spend money on you. And we kind of do that, that we get bonuses and we get Christmas parties. Yeah. So that's, um, that's where it was. Then it started to morph with some of the other traditions. So, Along comes St. Nicholas. So his feast is December 6th, so which is the day he died. So he was the Bishop of Myra in Turkey, well, now Turkey, it was Asia Minor then. Uh, in the fourth century, don't really know much about him. His feast turns out to be December 6th. He did have the custom of punching the heretic Arius in the face. When they were, <laughs> when they were Hashtag my St. Nicholas. Yeah, that, that's the Santa Claus I can get behind. Yeah. The Council of Nicaea and... Uh, then when they, they so they were both arrested by the bishops because they said you can't be acting this way, and uh, you know I, I think that's the, fair. The, I guess Saint Nicholas said was you can't you know this is, if you're going to insult Christ like this I'm not going to take this you know so we hit him. Um, and, and he's then, actually uh, a beatified saint, correct? You canonize, yeah. I mean he's he goes back to the fourth century. They they were a little they were a little uh, the rules weren't as sharp then. Okay, <laughs> so it, it's what's called. It, Pre-congregation, it's what it's called, because it's gotcha. the congregation of the saints now, which is pretty much everyone in the Bible, everyone. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, then St. Peter appeared to St. Nicholas, gave him back his pontifical, because they took away what's called the pontifical regalia, which is their, their bishop stuff, gave okay. it back to him, and then he showed up at the council out of jail, because basically that was Peter and the church saying, you're the one who's right. So that's the tradition, that's a legend. So it became customary to give gifts around his day. So there was a lot of stories, which are basically legends. They're probably rooted in some sort of fact that he would do this. So a lot of the traditions that are attached to St. Nicholas come from these stories. For example, the biggest one being that he, there was a man who had three daughters sure. and he I wasn't able so, yeah. to pay his rent. So he had to sell them into prostitution. So just when you think things are bad, in our day, hmm. yeah, um, I was going to say that's so pretty rough, right there. Yeah, the bishop isn't going to allow that. So, but the man was too proud to take any money. Okay, so he took uh, a sack or a stocking, put money in it, and threw it down the chimney of the house. Really, and gave a because they needed a dowry, and gave the dowry to each of the daughters, so they couldn't. It's the Saint Nicholas who did sold. it. Saint Nicholas, yes. So, wow. so he paid their dowry. They didn't have to be. They didn't have to be sold into prostitution. And this is how we have a tradition of of Santa Claus going down a chimney to give presents to kids because of the story yes. of Saint Nicholas giving a dowry so these girls wouldn't have to be sold into prostitution. I think this is right. And the chimney 
and also also the, the you'll see saint nicholas and he'll have um the three bags which is the sign of a pawn shop by the way so he's he because he's the patron saint of, um, of pawn shops of pawn, pawn shops, shops because he pawned the girls he pawned them to he he helped them so that they interesting could, yeah so, so this is really so, interesting that you have the the christmas the tradition of you know uh, St. Nicholas giving gifts. And so people gave gifts around his feast day. And then you have the January uh, tradition of gift giving. And those kind of get put together into December, uh, Christmas, as a time of gift so giving associated with- Different yeah. countries had different traditions. Gotcha. So, so uh, what happened was the, the Dutch were big on him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So they had, there was, so he was, so St. Nicholas would come and give you gifts and he would bring black peat, who is the black, the more, yeah. and he beat you. Okay. So the kid would, so he would beat you if you were bad. So very moralistic. <laughs> um, so uh, we, we got rid of that one. I feel like incredibly. Yeah. So you're like, eh, maybe um, not that one. So, so he, there's some elements of it in some of the stories. So, so they kept the tradition. So there were other countries that kind of did it. So it morphed into father Christmas in England. Okay. Um, and the South didn't really have that big of a tradition of him. Um, although there were epiphany traditions. So the camel, you'd leave straw in a, in a, in a shoe for the camels of the wise men. And then the wise men would give you gifts on January 6th. And those traditions are still around. uh, Hispanic countries have them, um, in, in Italy, they have, you would get gifts on the 6th kind of connected to new year's everybody does it the 25th now because it, that's become universal what's interesting even in japan even in japan yeah. so, interesting yeah. to to me is and hearing you're talking about all these different regions and places who had their own unique traditions and they're all kind of based around this time period in the same kind of spirit um but you have all these different kind of things that happen around this time period different traditions that happen and then you have in America what they call the melting pot. We have all these different cultures and yeah. people and backgrounds bringing all of their traditions, which again, yep. I'll use That's a word, really good way to which put it. And, and where that, so where did that happen? That's exactly where it coalesced in America. So like in, in Europe also, now Martin Luther, we have to talk about Luther if we talk about Christian Christmas. And so do not attack the Catholic church because most of these things are Lutheran. Uh, he, didn't want, he didn't want a Father Christmas to come or a Saint Nicholas. He wanted baby Jesus. So the Christ child, the Christkind. In yeah. fact, the markets are called Christkind markets, the Christ child. So baby Jesus, the, the Christ child brings you the gifts. So I had a friend, she was from Bergamo, which is in Northern Italy. They have an upper Bergamo and a lower Bergamo. And she said, we don't have St. Nicholas. We don't have the wise men or La Befana, who's the witch who comes on the Genesis. Baby Jesus brings our gift. <laughs> okay, so that's clearly a connection to, because they're in the North, to the German areas. Right. Baby Jesus is the gift. Now, I want to move. <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, this is all really interesting. Now, I want to move, because I remember growing up, and Joseph, okay, I'm curious. Wait, Santa Claus. So, Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, yes, please, continue. <laughs> In, We're gonna have to do Dutch, a lightning round at some point. Go ahead. Because yes. you keep, I'm trying to get to it. Sinterklaas in Dutch. So the, where were the Dutch settled? Where did they settle? In, in the U.S. America. Yes. No. Where? In, in New, New York. York. Yes. New York. New okay. Amsterdam. <laughs> New, New Amsterdam. Amsterdam. We live. Yep. I'm so right next to Amsterdam. The English, and and then the English just walked in and said, "It's ours now." And they said, okay. <laughs> as and they so do. As the English, English do. <laughs> when the English showed up. 
they heard these kids talking about Sinterklaas. So the English being English, where they can't learn another language, which they pass on to the Americans, <laughs> they started to say Santa Claus. So it got it's a mispronunciation. Santa yes. Santa Claus is a and mispronunciation. Then, but then wow. Clement Moore, who also lived in New York, and he, the house that he wrote um, his poem is in Chelsea, wrote a visit from St. Nicholas. And that he changed it to Christmas Eve. So from 1820s oh. is when Washington Irving, uh, Clement Moore, they made basically our American Christmas tree. And then Dickens wow. would be later. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so. Talk a little bit more about that. Gift giving uh, went to gift giving went to Christmas Eve, and it, yeah. and even then he wasn't Santa Claus; he was Saint Nicholas. So, so and, is, and from Clement Moore made it up. He was an elf. He had the reindeer. Who no one talked about reindeer before. He gave them names: the chimney, the nose, the up the chimney. Okay, so all it's kind of like jazz. so Dante so, to hell is Clement Moore to Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I want to talk about this aspect of it and then we'll get into some of the more specific traditions but it is really interesting that Christmas you know had a lot of iterations like I said like you know people you know Christian you know uh, Christ, the Christian world you know would celebrate Christmas because celebrating the birth of Christ and had these different traditions but the emphasis on it being a time for families and children um, came about, a lot of that came about with, you brought, brought up Washington Irving, uh, you know, uh, Charles Dickens, and, you know, that, that emphasis on, on, on family and giving and, and altruism uh, and generosity being a big part of A Christmas Carol. And then a Clement Moore, who created, you know, sort of the, the popular image of Santa Claus. Um, a lot of that sort of, uh, cel that celebration of, of nostalgia and, and 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 childhood and uh, and generosity sort of coalescing all up to that point. Like, was there like what was in the water that was sort of influencing them to make that sort of the emphasis so, of Christmas? I, I, you would have now. Okay, now we got a bigger thing. So I mean, you always <laughs> had you always had moments of family. It was always right. within the church. So there were tons of other feast days too. And there's tons. We just had Martin of Tours. He was Martinmas in this Martinmas, this Michaelmas, this Candlemas. There's a lot of misses, masses in English. Yeah. So love, love mass. Life was grinding poverty. Okay, mm. like in the Simpsons, where you see the old medieval villages toil and then the grave. So any kind of a break is good. <laughs> yes. So you know, so especially in the middle of winter. Yeah, but different countries had different feast days and they would celebrate and you'd have the day off. So, right. you know, and then and like in the English and then the 12 days was a big deal. So the there's a show on where they, they show you what they would do. They would stop working for 12 days. The only time in the year where they had that long where they did not work. So they would decorate and the way to decorate was to like if they had a loom or they had a, they would decorate it because you weren't using it. So mm. you would put greens and those things go back to the pagans, I suppose. You put greens, but greens are everlasting, showing Jesus everlasting. Ever so green, th there's yeah. a whole yeah. bunch of stuff that we'll is see, linked. This is also the only thing that's alive. Now in the South, they didn't necessarily do that. But, but so I grew up um, in, in the Christian world. And I, I remember we had a few different family friends and we go over to their house during the season 
and they weren't allowed to have a Christmas tree. Now, this, this mm-hmm. is the next question I'll get to because we talked about gift giving and, and St. Nicholas and just the, the, the date. I'm interested in one of the most iconic um, visions of Christmas, which is the Christmas tree. And I remember going to their house and I would ask the kids, you know, why don't they have a Christmas tree? And they'd have a Christmas chest where they where they keep all the presents in. And <laughs> I don't know where this much came creepier from, than a Christmas tree. But <laughs> the, the parents That's much better. Yeah. <laughs> but the parents, um, th- their logic was, again, that Christmas trees are pagan and you're inviting pagan gods into your home if you if you again, have a Christmas again, tree. Again, they go to the bathroom and pagans went to the bathroom. So but I, I want to know. Going to the bathroom is pagan. Where, why did the Christmas tree become Writing such a, uh, a, again, a stalwart of Christmas and why do English, we have it? These are American things. You have to remember there were wars about Christmas as well. So in the South... It's, it was mo- in the Catholic world, mostly, it was almost exclusively a religious holiday. And when you I say mean, South, still, you, mean, you mean the South The Catholic of areas Europe. of Europe. Yeah. So it was exclusively a, Christmas, a, a, a religious holiday with other traditions around it. But none of those traditions really, you know, some of them have influence. But it, this is mostly a Northern English coming to America package for the entire world kind of a thing. So, uh, so you have, uh, uh, I mean, in, in England, Especially, I mean, the Puritans outlawed Christmas during the during the uh, sure. Cromwell on Cromwell. They outlawed it because they saw it as pagan because they were making up because because mostly Christmas was a rowdy time, pretty much. Mm, yeah. The Anglicans had carols and they still have their Christmas celebrations and all that. It wasn't a particularly and and some people just didn't celebrate it. So in in America, you, you didn't even have the day off in America. Um, famously washing across the Delaware on December 25th. The reason, because they weren't going to, they weren't celebrating Christmas. He was of a, of a, a Anglican stock. I don't know what, if he was high church or low church, uh, probably low, but they just didn't celebrate it. Also, they knew if they attacked Trenton, the Hessians who were German Lutherans would be celebrating Christmas. So they knew they'd be drunk. Okay. And they'd wow. be able to get him, and they did. So it, 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 Christmas was outlawed in Massachusetts for, even into the American, you know, so some people celebrated it, some people didn't, and then it did become way more popular in the late 19th century, it became a national holiday. So you're talking about, um, you're talking about uh, uh, the Christmas tree. Again, nobody really knows. Mm. Most people think it comes from, they would have what's called mystery plays. So Mm. at big holidays, there would be a mystery play, which is basically, it's basically the, after the the classical era, it was the only kind of, performances there were of anything so mystery plays would have uh, would show they would always show the history of salvation so where do you start you start with adam and eve hmm. and what does adam and eve have interesting the tree, life, huh. the tree of life and so it would be a tree and there's drawings of this and they would put apples on it so the apples would be the decoration i've so, always wondered about the oh, apples. That's so you're fascinating. telling me it's okay to have a christmas tree and i'm not inviting pagan spirits into my home if i have one no, again, you walk, <laughs> you, you walk and you talk. These were pagan as well, you know. So right. I mean, I'm, so, a, I'm, I'm, I have, I'm mixed feelings about walking and talking. Personally. So, yeah. so, <laughs> I feel like it's a little pagan for me. Yeah. You can drive. Drive isn't pagan, although they had some sort of uh, transportation. So then that again, they don't really know that turned into mm-hmm. some sort of trees. It originated more in in um, like the Latvian area. It became German. The Germans would use it. They used to have the tradition of St. Boniface would hack down the, the oak <laughs> that they were worshiping Thor at and all. I, I think it was Wotan, Wotan, Wotan. Then 
Luther, again, the lights was Luther. This was, it's a very strong Lutheran tradition. So there is, there was a resistance in the Catholic areas of Germany to have Christmas trees because they were seen as Lutheran. Hmm. So, and so who brought it to England? Prince Albert, who was German. Hmm. So when they would uh, advertise, you, you see the pictures, the drawings of Queen Victoria with her family, her young family, her, her husband, and the Christmas tree, everybody got a Christmas tree. So it, would, so it would became fashionable because of celebrity and the, right. <laughs> not the, the ruler of the Again, day. 1830s, they all kind of happened at the same time, 1830s, and it would be on a table, you know, uh, smaller, they would decorate it with sweets and the, the gifts would be on them. And again, it was only at, it would be only at Christmas Eve. So, so that then turned into what we have now. What about Christmas carols? Christmas carols, there were all types of carols. A carol is a dance. It's a dance in a circle. Uh, so okay. again, English. So there were carols for all, there were Easter carols. Okay? Sure. But the, we need to bring those the, back. We need to bring some yeah, Easter need, carols back. But, but they, <laughs> there's but, a few. But it was more done in the winter months because you had to dance to stay warm, I guess. But you know, <laughs> it, the, the feasting, the fires, the drunkenness and all that. So all of those carols uh, go that back. But again, they're not that old. A lot of them are not very old. They I think only that's the most interesting. The interesting thing here to the me. 19th century, they, 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 it's like when you build, it's like St. Patrick's Cathedral is a Gothic, French sure. English Gothic church. There was no Gothic architecture in America. It's done as a, as a, uh, it's done, to, uh, sure. you know, taking it the cue from Europe. So sure. when they did these songs, like uh, uh, Hark the Herald Angel Sings, they made them, they made them uh, uh, sound medieval. The sure. best is the Deste Fidelis, so come all you faithful. And I think, so why did that happen? Why did that happen in like 18th century, 19th century? Why does all- the birth of Christmas. This is when Christmas really took off. Why Again, did it happen? And, and really at that point, it began to separate from the religious observance. It had really been religious up to that point. It, it's like Easter. Look at Easter. Easter is the main holiday in the church. It's, and there's Easter customs, but the Easter bunny- doesn't <laughs> Well, I was going to say okay. it's interesting that we we say it's it, it comes from all these pagan roots. Well, there's there's two things that are interesting to me here. One, I feel like most it. of us it comes from a very Christian I, root. I, which I is understand. We understand. You've been educating us. <laughs> we, we are now educated, and everyone who, who who listened is. But I think for a lot of, um, especially the younger generation today in the West, we kind of just assume that Christmas has always been this one. Thing. And that for yeah. the past 2000 years, because they always talk about for 2000 years, we've been celebrating Christ's birth. And for 2000 years, well, but not in this particular way. And, the, and so for 2000 years, we just always had Christmas. And all of a sudden, you see that Christmas is really, a, um, it is an evolution of tradition that has, and it has culminated into what we understand today. But it's a fairly new so um, you, season that what we understand as the Christmas season and all these traditions is a fairly new thing. I used to watch Midnight Mass in St. Peter's as a kid and be confused because first of all, it's massive. Where were the poinsettias? Because they don't have that tradition there. They had flowers, but they don't have, and there weren't evergreens either because there really aren't any that, at least in Rome. So you would, and then when I've been in Rome around Christmas time, they have trees, they're pathetic looking. Italians do it now because it's been imported. Sure. But what did they have? They had the nativity scene, the presepio or the creche. That's their big thing. So the churches would have giant 
uh, versions of it where you get everybody and the, the milkmaid, everyone's in it. And then people brought it into their homes. And then that became a big thing. Again, the Germans also do it as well. They started to manufacture them uh, more. So by the time the 20th century came around and these things were cheaper to make, everyone can celebrate Christmas. Hmm. You know, so so uh, oh, this nativity, sets were, nativity sets were cheap. Uh, ornaments were cheap. We have some, My mother has ornaments that go back to when she was married and they're beautiful, you know, but they were cheaper to make, you know, so you were able to mass produce it. Lights became mass produced. So, I mean, my grandparents were Sicilians, but they had a Christmas tree because that's what you did in America with the big yeah. fat bulbs mm. that would burn the house down, you know? So <laughs> that's what, because that you were an American, that's how you did it. And in Italy, you didn't do that. You didn't, you didn't have traditions like that. In fact, the Vatican has a Christmas tree now, but it was put there by John Paul II who is Polish. Mm. So I saw something in Wikipedia that says the Catholics didn't do it because it was Lutheran. No, there's no evidence of that. It's, <laughs> wow. they, they you, are you saying it. Wikipedia is wrong? They didn't do it in Rome because it's in Italy and they didn't do that. So he yeah. was Polish and the Poles, they have the tradition going way back. And then his successor was German as well. And now there hasn't been an Italian since 1978. So they have kept the tradition so, and they so have think, the tree now. So that's an interesting, I mean, one of the couple of things you've been talking about is, you, of course, the big continuity of how much of a religious, uh, you know, a religious holiday. Like, you know, they had a lot of feast days and religious feast days um, throughout, you know, Christian history and how that is a very constant thing. And we also had another constant thing, which is, you know, prior to the, uh, to, uh, uh, the religious part of, you know, uh, to prior to Christmas, when they had just winter holidays, or whatever holidays during that time, people going out and getting drunk and that being sort of a, a problem of the tension between those two and people looking at the drunken part of Christmas holiday and being like, oh, that must mean Christmas is bad. But and for then, a long time, that was only the, that was all the holiday was. Right. Was but, then, but then you had. Uh, aside from going to mass on Christmas, but then on in the the 18th and 19th centuries, the kind of all of the these traditions came, came together. It became about family. It became and that became popularized with Washington Irving and Charles Dickens and and but, and but Dickens but why, really did but it. But why? But why? What was the thing and, that happened at this time, and why was that that made they it say that the way it, it is today? It was Dickens, Dickens invented Christmas. You yeah, know, the man who invented Christmas. Yeah. Right, right. But 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 why? He, because at that point, he was actually resurrecting it. It had died out in England. Sure. It was almost nothing at that point. I, I assume I'm not a total hundred. I assume the Anglican Church had celebrated Christmas, you know, but maybe it was just a religious holiday. You know, uh, uh, it had all of those old traditions had died out. So partly from the the leftover from it being completely um, completely uh, illegal for the longest <laughs> time, you know, uh, although it came back real good in the restoration. So I, I think the main reason was because of the industrial revolution. So hmm. at that point, it was, you no longer, because uh, most of the world has been agrarian, has been in the fields. Basically, that's why all of these feasts are built around these things, the harvest and everything. So everyone's living in cities, everyone's crowding around, the jobs are not agrarian anymore. Uh, so there's more alienation. So, so I think that he, he kind of almost in a way, I mean, he wrote it, he was broke and 
it's and he wrote other Christmas stories too. You never heard of them. Some of them take place in New Year's Day, in fact. Because yeah, no, I read that one. That's really good. Yeah. I like the New Year's. The Cricket on the Hearth, I think. That, and there were ghost stories because this was another English tradition. You'd celebrate ghosts. The English have traditions we don't do in America. The crackers and and yeah, they do yeah. the they do the uh, pantomimes. We don't really do that here. So that that goes back to mumming. That goes back. This to, is this is all very. So, I, so when Dickens did it, I, I have a good Chesterton for you, okay? Because he yes, said- Chesterton mystery, before we wrap up. Yeah. The mystery of Christmas is in a manner identical with the mystery of Dickens, he said. So he said, it was by a great ancestral instinct that he defended Christmas, by that sacred subconsciousness, which is called tradition, which some have called a dead thing, but which is really a thing far more living than the intellect. So he he's he these a lot of the dickensian the victorian ideas are still with us uh came from him and then again packaged packaged by america yeah so as for my think it was it became an economic thing the gift giving saves most businesses so that fast well and of course we've seen now that uh that this is big money christmas is a big time for money but it does become big money as we wrap up i the things that are sticking out to me are one, it's amazing to see how traditions evolve and how we get and how they come together. I love, it's really interesting when you're talking about how all of these different traditions across the world coming into America and culminating in what we now understand. I think it's kind of beautiful that we combined yeah. <clears throat> all these different traditions. And then I really love what you said early on about baptizing um, traditions and how that, uh, that you can redeem these things into something beautiful. I think that's really cool. But we have but, to wrap but, up because we're at the but end. But you do have within Catholics, as you said, <laughs> that they didn't put up trees. You know, we need Advent. Advent gets totally demolished. So we'll, we'll do a whole episode on Advent I, uh, you know, at, so at some point, or, or maybe we will. There's won't. a lot of that fight of this too soon. Next year. Too soon soon. Next year. Next that, year we'll talk about next Advent. Next year yes. is all about Advent. <laughs> yes, so exactly. That, Advent stuff, but that's showing how the secular world affects the church. Yes, yes, is also also true. So right. now it is time, Joseph, for blesses and curses. And here we are blessing uh, a Christmas tradition, and we are cursing a Christmas tradition that we think that we should get rid of. So, uh, <laughs> Lou, do you want to go first with that, or do you want to wait okay. to think about some uh, for time? You guys go first, because I'll probably destroy yours. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge you accepted. This is, this is opinion time. Okay, this is yes, personal. Opinions. I will destroy your opinion. My personal <laughs> opinions. Um, my very favorite Christmas tradition. Well, okay, I'm going to bless my very favorite Christmas traditions. Um, one, I do think the tree is just so beautiful. I live, uh, I grew up for many years in Colorado and saw the evergreen trees and covered with snow. And I just think it's such a beautiful, like we spoke of earlier, the evergreen nature of God. Uh, I think the tree is such a beautiful thing. I have so many good memories of us listening to carols and singing as we decorate this tree in my family's home. So that is one of the things I just love seeing during Christmas time is trees everywhere. Um, I just think they're a beautiful, meaningful, aesthetically pleasing and spiritually uh, deep um, tradition. So I, I love that one. I'm also going to give a shout out to my mom who created our own Christmas tradition in our home, and it's called the Shepherd's Meal. Every uh, okay. every Christmas Eve, uh, the night before Christmas, my mom makes the Shepherd's Meal, and it's supposed to emulate. Um, we turn off all the lights in the house, and so it's supposed to emulate the night that the shepherds were visited by the angels and told the good news of Christ's coming. And so she makes Christmas food. Eve. She makes food that 
somewhat uh, <laughs> it's it's taken a little bit of a turn i'm sure they weren't eating potato soup which is what we call, <laughs> which what we call snow soup but we have breads and cheeses um you know the, the flatbreads from the middle east and things like that so it's really fun because we sit around and we read the christmas story in the dark lit by candles hmm. with uh food that vaguely resembles either snow or what the shepherds ate and we call this the shepherds on, meal christmas every year. on christmas um, eve on christmas eve every Let's single see, year we our, we have dinner on Christmas Eve. So that wasn't anything that's a, a very strong Italian, well, Southern European is you celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but Christmas Eve is a big, big dinner. But my mom wanted to to create a tradition that we do on Christmas Eve because a lot of the Protestants didn't have that. And so right, it's fish because it was a fast day because the eve of a feast. Was a <laughs> and it, it's still to this day, one of my favorite parts of Christmas is that gathering around the table in the dark of the candlelight. I just think it's beautiful. My curse Oh man, um, I, there's there's weirdly a lot of curses and the traditions probably won't be ones that have far reach, but it just become things maybe in the past, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years um, that, that are really trite. And <laughs> and I you know I like going to ugly sweaters of parties and things like that, those are fine. Um, but I'd say anything that kind of denigrates or loses the depth that Christmas, the season can hold, um, and I can't even think of anything really specific. I, it's just in my mind that so often during the Christmas season, there are these things that um, take take it very lightly, remove any spirituality from it, remove any depth from it. And I'd say on a whole, what I love about Christmas is that it does have depth. It does have meaning. And it has is evolved in this, this season in which people are giving and loving and there's family. And so I'm always a little bit annoyed to see the beauty and depth and spirituality taken out of. So anything that has to do with that, that is my curse. Joseph. Cool. Super, super helpful and vague. Um, I'll <laughs> say my uh, two traditions that I'll, I'll do run off a couple. Gift giving. I mean, as a kid, one of the things, it was amazing just the fact that I would get gifts at Christmas and also get to give it to others was part of the magic of it that I, I felt you know, my parents think this is, you know, this is an expression of love to give gifts and to, and to receive gifts. And this but getting is, is way better. Come but on. yeah, but it's like, it's like, it starts out with, you know, again, God's gift to us with his son. And yes, you could say that's put on backwards, but it's that understanding that that sacrament as a child, like I've been received gifts and I'm grateful for them. And therefore I want to give to others mm. is, is, was a wonderful lesson that I really did in, imbibe with that. And of course, also connected to that was the tradition of Operation Christmas Child, which was that, you know, we would pack oh, up yes. shoe boxes to give to kids overseas that they would have gifts. And that's a wonderful gift uh, way to, uh, uh, you know, a tradition that we had as a family. Um, I'll also say uh, Christmas movies is a oh, great yes. tradition, um, which we'll, all, we'll plug that yours again at the end. But like, you know, just getting to having movies, that the fact that there's a whole genre around movies that to celebrate the values of Christmas that mm. have come to sort of be associated with a holiday, which are good values, I think is a, a wonderful, beautiful thing. I will say my curse is sort of the opposite of that. I will say um, this sort of SantaCon tradition that's been <laughs> developing, the, uh, developing where in, in the ICLI, the cities where it's just people in Santa hats 
going out, bar hopping, getting drunk, and then making life miserable for the rest of <laughs> it's us. It's going back to the pagan tradition. Exactly. Really. And that's the thing is like, philosophically, it's like, no, we coalesced what was good about Christmas into the traditions uh, through Dickens and through Washington Irving and others into something that's really beautiful. And now you're just going back to the 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 pagan ones that are that are just that made Christmas look bad for a few hundred years. And so it's like, no, I, and then you're just making life miserable for me on the subway too. So I I'm I'm, I'm gonna curse, I'm gonna curse that one. All right, you said that you would blow ours out of the water uh lou so no, what are yours you guys, i thought you were gonna do i really hate you know tinsel and all that um, <laughs> I, I do i really do hate I, tinsel so my curse is on anyone who says anything bad about anything about christmas because my blessing okay. is every single thing about it the tacky stuff the tacky stuff from i mean all right okay so no matter what the stupidest movie that i don't care every single thing points to christ Every mm. single thing. He is the ultimate origin. When there's lights up and there's Buddhists who are putting it up, the origin is Christ. They don't realize it, but it is. Okay. Oh, As Pope mm. Benedict XVI said, there is no other Christmas. So yes. I love all of it. The tackier, the better. The vulgar, the better. Vulgar <laughs> means popular. Vulgar means regular person, popular. Okay. All of it. Okay. So none of it. Okay, I do. Well, maybe the curse would be I don't like when they get the winter, like you said, it reverts to pagan with it. But see, they take it all out, don't they? Yes, they yeah, pull yes, it yeah. all out, especially the getting rid of the baby Jesus and nativity scenes, and take you know, so yeah. they take it all out. Uh, so maybe that I would say, but all of it points to Christ, uh, and as long as it's there, as long as it can, and they, there is a there is people trying to get rid of it, you know, as long as Starbucks it's still there with their atheistic <laughs> secular cups, but, is but ruining all these Christmas. types of things. I mean, that's always there's always been that tension. But again, you know, there's nothing like midnight mass. There's nothing like being in church at midnight and so, yeah. it's freezing outside. Yes. You know, to, cel too. to celebrate uh, uh, the birth of Christ, and that again, that's something that goes way back. So because Christ mass, so that's the main part of yeah. it. Is that so, which is the incarnation. But I, of course, the the movies are great. But the best of the best is uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Mm, wait, 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 wait! You can't say anything because we're gonna have a whole episode with you about everyone's favorite movies. So that's a whole other oh, episode. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Yeah, but I had a good thing. I had a good thing. You save it for the next that. episode. If people, you have uh, to. And also, but, but Christmas Eve is always a big deal for us, and you know this year people will someone's going to be missing at that christmas eve you know so mm, but yes oh, but, yeah but is that the reason to not celebrate christmas you know no, so no. but christ comes period so yes it's different Amen. for most of us today it's especially right now so when you talk about that i, I didn't even realize that i'm thinking about it that was a main element of it you know and but will Christ come? Yes. So that's the main part. It, listen, if it's based wow, on your us. tree, all of these things are great. But if it's just your tree and your candy cane, you're gonna, yes, you know, you're gonna find out real quick what's at the heart, you know, uh, wow. what's really there. Well, that's a that's a great that's a great way to end. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for watching this episode. Now, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, Lou, 
uh, because you get a lot of good information and people might want to hear what you have to say. Do you want people to follow you on social media or they can write to you (laughs) and you can can send it on to me. Secretaries. And if you want to get a hold of Lou via us, you can visit our website at theoverthinkersjournal.com, write us a message, find out a little more about us. We're posting some articles that you'll really enjoy, some movie reviews, some insightful posts. So check out theoverthinkersjournal.com. and I'm going to go ahead now and plug the Facebook group. Yes. We have a great Facebook group with hundreds of people now who are all talking about all of these fun uh, subjects and questions that we go through on the podcast. And we, e- we even are featuring comments from the, uh, the, the group on the podcast, which can be really fun. Yes, but it's a really lot fun. of people who are talking about the things uh, that we're interested in, that we're hoping that you're interested in. And it's a great place to connect and uh, with like-minded people who like these big questions and big thing and big questions about life and, and subjects and debating and, and, and memes. philosophizing. And lots and of memes. Yes. And lots of great memes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. memes too. So visit, it's the Overthinkers um, uh, private group uh, on Facebook. So please check that out and join the group. We would love to have you. Yep. Um, also, I'm going to go spend this time now and I'm going to plug a Christmas movie. And if you and your family want to watch a Christmas movie that gets to the heart of Christmas, gets to the heart of the goodness and generosity and love and redemption and hope that Christmas has, then let me tell you, I have a movie for you. It's called (laughs) Miracle on Highway 34. And it just happens, it just so happens that I also directed, produced and acted in this movie uh, with uh, my wife and some other wonderful actors. But this is coming out on December 1st and it's gonna be on anywhere you can download or rent movies online. So iTunes, Amazon, Vudu, et cetera. So, but please check out this movie. Um, It was really fun to make and we really did uh, hope to make a, a movie that was about all the beautiful things of Christmas that we love. And also, if you want to follow me, Nathan Clarkson, just search my name on any social media. And I love hearing from you, love getting messages. Um, Joseph, how can people get in contact with you? You can also get in touch with me on all of the socials. And you can go to my website at josephholmstudios.com. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Lou, for coming and joining us today again. It was wonderful having you. And thank everybody for listening. And remember, guys, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Thank you.